Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. There is a, hopefully a light at the end of the tunnel. At least I think a lot of people would like to think so with the uh, community college strike, faculty strike that's been going on. It's now in its fifth week. Instructors are beginning what they call a forced vote today on a contract offer. The union rejected at the bargaining table. Uh, the strike, of course, is uh, 29 days long right now, and there are a number of different angles to look at it from this standpoint. But uh, to, to try to get some, some context into this, I want to bring uh, J.P. Hornick into the conversation, chair of the college faculty bargaining team with OPSU. And uh, first of all, J.P., thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Oh, thank you for having me on. Where are we right now? Uh, well, where we are is at the beginning of the vote uh, on whether or not to accept or reject uh, management's offer to us that they tabled uh, the morning of Monday, November 2nd, um, and it's an offer that uh, we've rejected uh, many times, it includes a slew of concessions that would be very bad for the system, and our members are very much indicating that they're going to reject this offer soundly. If, in fact, you've already turned it down, why go through this process now? Well, you know, that, that's actually a question for college counsel. Uh, we believe that they should have taken this uh, vote on the offer back in September when they first had the opportunity to do so, and they could have avoided this strike altogether. They would have had a better sense of what appetite our faculty have for the kinds of concessions they're asking them to make and the kinds of takeaways that they want to build into our system. So... They could have uh, avoided this, and I'm, I'm not sure why they did it at this point, as it serves only to prolong the strike. There was some optimism, and I use that term guardedly at this stage, uh, when uh, you both got back to the bargaining table a few weeks ago, or a few days ago, rather, I should say. W was anything accomplished in those sessions? You know, uh, we, from the faculty's perspective, we had been really chipping away and, and working toward our key issues and getting some movement on that. Uh, and, you know, the employer steadfastly refused to remove the takeaways, but we thought, you know, we were making enough progress and there was momentum that we'd be able to get some movement on those as well. And, uh, you know, when we went to bed early Monday morning, uh, you know, we had some hope that we'd be able to wrap things up the next day, but instead uh, they called us back to the table to put in this offer that they say we've agreed to everything, but that's actually really uh it's misinformation it's uh, the offer that they tabled and we're taking the vote on is the one that's full of you know uh, a bunch of dirty tricks really and, and traps such, such as and, such yeah. as well you know there's language in there that would allow them to expand um uh, part-time hiring with almost no restrictions on it basically they'd be able to hire as many part-timers as they want uh, there's language in there that would redefine the contract faculty in such a way that it would allow the colleges to get out of their obligations for equal pay for equal work for those folks. And I mean, this was one of the literally the key issue that this strike was founded on was around the fairness for our contract folks. I mean, you've got 12,000 people walking the lines trying to improve conditions for contract faculty, as well as the quality of the education our students receive. And those issues council was trying to undermine at the table. When you mentioned gender parity, uh, maybe you could clarify something for us, JP. Is is that is is uh, a wage parity? I'm sorry. Is that gender based or is that uh, full time versus part time? It's full time versus contract. So okay. you know when we're talking about that, uh, of course, as in almost every labor market, the contract folks 
uh, tend to be predominantly marginal, like women and marginalized people in general. Um, but the overarching concern is that, you know, all jobs in the college system should be good jobs. That's what we should be modeling for our students now. And the colleges are preferring to follow more of a Walmart type model of, you know, short term, low paid labor that they can churn through the system. I want you to respond to an email that I got the other day, because I frankly don't know the answer to this, and, and maybe you could add some clarity to this, uh, asking how many of these teachers actually have other sources of income, uh, either in private sector or uh, pension funds, et cetera? You know, I think that it's a, a very small percentage when you break this down. When you look at that might have been true in the earlier days of the college system. Uh, now what you have is instead of people who have uh, other income, you have the predominantly and certainly in the GTA, folks who are working at multiple colleges to make ends meet. Uh, so this picture of a college faculty who come in, comes in and teaches one class aside from their day job, is not the norm any longer. What you have is nearly three-quarters of your faculty are working on short-term, low-paid contracts. And that's a big shift from what it was 40 years ago when the reverse was true. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.